Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another Sunday morning here for a Spike Week Sicko Draft. This morning, I will not be by myself. I will be joined by Trev. You may have seen him do some of our short content. He's always in our Discord as well. And today, we are going to be drafting a puppy draft because, to be quite frankly, quite to be quite frankly, see, this is why going live is kind of tough sometimes. You say words that don't make any sense. But to be honest, I don't think there's going to be any more of the regular puppy next Sunday. So I want to fire one of those before it's done uh, and have some of you guys jump in with us. All right, let's do it. What's going on, Trev? Thanks for joining me on this Sunday morning where the weather's starting to get better, at least over here in New England. Yeah, beautiful day here. Nice and 60 degrees in the morning. Fucking chef's kiss. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's definitely getting there. Um, as I said in the intro, you've been doing a lot of our short content for us yeah. over on the site, and you're in the Discord constantly. Do you want to just throw out what your name is in the discord just so people know who they're dealing with today uh so yeah still just trev in the discord trev everywhere my uh twitter handle got a uh, half taken off but it's all good and yeah <laughs> i mean uh yeah it's always just trev you know i'm just making some shorts throwing out the hot takes trying to get people mad love yeah. it gotta you gotta get people mad that is part of the job in best ball, even if you're not trying to sometimes, right? Like, so you'll just have what you think is the most mundane take. We had a short this year. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, it was something to do with the Cowboys. And people were just going nuts. I'm like, this isn't even that hot of a take, like, at all. It's like a, the most, like, trivial the, take. So was it the Bijan one? I think it was the Bijan one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's one of the worst landing spots for Bijan Robinson because Tony Pollard's there. He's not going to get, and people just went nuts. So it's a uh, part of the fun of the job, right? It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are going to be jumping into, as I set up my screen, we're going to be jumping into a puppy draft. Uh, how you were telling me right before we jumped on, you've been firing quite a bit of these. And what's been your general takeaway as you fire these puppies? Man, I mean, the number one is I think Addison's too cheap. I have I probably have like 40 
percent right now through like 50 60 drafts mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you should go in after jackson smith um but other than that just been i've been trying out a couple things especially once the schedule came out just trying to get weird uh like yeah. by the end of it yeah the puppy specifically for me has been it's it came at the at the best time i think because i get to try some like different things with some of the rosters i've talked about as well um i i get to do some of that stuff i'm doing in the in the later rounds right like if i wanted to try a in the later first round like if i want to try a quarterback at the 111 112 and see what i can kind of pair them with and what kind of construction that i can go with so that's the stuff I've been looking at. We're actually getting the 102 today, which is Ooh. quite nice for us. So I think we're going to be kind of locked into Jamar Chase here, would be my assumption. Love but it, yeah. Are you pivoting at all off of the 102, or are you sticking? Not the 103 is where I start to pivot. I mean, 101, 102, I'm just sticking. Mm-hmm. I've, actually, I've got a bunch of Chase. Almost, I think I've like, through like, 60 drafts and the puppy i've got like one jefferson share mm-hmm. kind of sucks but yeah i'm always chasing then once it gets to 103 i've started to go i'll do like aj brown digs cup you know just like anything try and mix it up a little yeah so it looks like i've actually gotten more one-on-ones than expected i had like 15 percent justin jefferson as we saw uh we're gonna go ahead we'll grab jamar chase i don't really think there's much to talk about in that aspect what I want to point out real quick is I am using the overlay and some of this stuff is, I just want to point out. So the 5%, as you can see, is in like a blue because I have 5% or under of Jamar Chase. I forget what I said the second one to, <laughs> to be honest, but the last three are going to be my combinations with my first, second and third round picks. So this first one here will be what our combo is with Jamar Chase. And then whoever we take in the second and third round. So like if we scroll down right now and I look, let's see if we can find anyone that's showing up. It's not, it's not popping up right now, but that's what it's supposed to be. I'm just going to refresh real quick. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like amazing just to know the combinations that you have while you're going and, yeah, it, it, it's super helpful. Um, we also see I only have week 16 and 17 loaded up on my overlay for now. It's because I just wanted to get rid of 15. But as you can see, we've only taken Jamar Chase. But if you go down to Patrick Mahomes, right, you can see that um, basically he highlights in green here because they play each other in week 17. And this is working now. You can see that every time that I've taken Jamar Chase, I have taken Jalen Hurts right now, which is a small sample size because I only had 5%, right? And I've only drafted about 21 or 22 puppy teams. So it's probably realistically only one one team that I've had Jamar Chase. Uh, We see Jeff is in this draft. He's drafting 10. Uh, Brian's got the eight spot. Steve Slave is at the four. And Vadim's in here as well. Good morning. 
it's it's early for you right aren't you over on the west coast oh yeah it's it's seven uh i've got the sleep schedule of a 60 year old man so i was, <laughs> I was up around five because of the puppy so there you go when you offered i was like oh that's like gonna take the it's dog like, out you know and then i can be on stream it's perfect way to start the day it's like the middle of your day like exactly you're already planning bed and everything um yeah, I, I brought the dog to the pond to run around a little bit this morning before doing this, which was nice. So what has been your overall take with the puppy? Are you liking the early part of the draft? Are you kind of wanting to middle these a little bit more? Is there anything that you are, you know, a little more prevy to when you're drafting with that for preferences? I've been, I've just been liking the middle, uh, just get the value. And I've done the one start I had, I really liked was I was at like the seven and I was like, okay, Garrett Wilson, Chubb. That's like a weird combo. They play week 17. So I got Wilson, Chubb, and then Priest Hall coming back mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, where you can just like grab the values I like. And I mean, especially once it gets to like 80% full, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't care about ADP. Well, I care, yeah. but you know, I want to get, I want to get different. I want to have extra correlation and just kind of like be unique, you know? So especially at the end, I've been loving that. Yeah. Rel- I mean, you don't care about AT- ADP relative to like the position. You're not going nuts and grabbing a guy four rounds early or anything like that. But like yeah. if he's seven or eight, nine, 10 picks down and it's a guy that fits your team better. I, who cares? Like at that point, it, it, it's constructing the best roster that you possibly can construct. And I'm kind of with you. The middle of the draft has been getting a little more appealing to me, especially that like five hole, sometimes the six hole, where you're going to get a Cooper Cup, a Stefan Diggs, and AJ Brown and still get that big tear break at the beginning of the third round, you'll get like that last guy that Ramondre Stevenson for me anyways, to, to really like start off strong with three picks. It's going to be coming up to us in a second here. Is anyone kind of jumping out to you on this board? Uh, for love, falls, you know, I think he's kind of the last of that, you know, he's actually like the wide receiver one on this. So there we go. Speaking mm-hmm. of the devil. Um, I'd probably just end up grabbing T and then hope that Burrow can fall to like the four or five. Mm-hmm. But I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to Chubb either. Well, I don't hate grabbing T because I think we can still I like Chubb better than the other backs, obviously. And but it's either T or Devonta Smith here. And if Wounded Geese decided to double tap wide receiver. I think that puts us in a really bad spot, whereas there is enough to come back if we take T Higgins, right? Yeah. So, so like Chubb could still fall to us. Brees Hall is there if you like Brees Hall. Ramondre is there in terms of running backs. So I think those are some guys that could fall, and I think the best way to set it up would be T. So we took T Higgins, and we're going to see Wounded Geese goes Lamar at 212 and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Wow. And so we get Nick Chubb. There we go. I mean, I'm going to take it unless you have any <laughs> reservations. No. 
I don't know if you saw in the in the Spike Week Discord. I was asking yesterday about like if anyone's looked at like divisional correlation, like not related to Week 17. Yeah. So I've been, you know, stuff like that where it's like if I have a tiebreaker, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland, they're playing twice during the regular season. Might as well throw that in. And if you can get, you know, let's just say two players from each team in a division, you're constantly having your your players have like mini game stacks through the season. Mm. And it's something I definitely want to look into more because it just seems like, you know, free correlation. Yeah, I think it's like not one of the top five to nine things that you'd be thinking about. But to your point, if you're evaluating between player A and player B and a lot of the stuff just is like pretty much neutral down the list and you're like, well, at least they're division opponents like with my with my other game stack. Sure. It, it's not something I'd be going nuts on, but definitely definitely something you can use for tiebreakers, I would say. Yeah, like I think right there is the perfect situation. Where we're not going to go and grab Burrow. doesn't really matter what position we're getting. We don't have a Chief sitting there to grab for Week 17. So it's like, let's take the guy in division. So if Lamar starts going at this tail end of the second, early third, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know this is a little high for him right now, but he has been sneaking up into that third round, mid-third. I'm probably going to have no Lamar, and I don't even dislike Lamar. It's just, to me, there's a clear gap between the top three and Lamar. So when they're going around the same area, I'm probably just going to bypass him, which hurt. it hurts to say because I like Lamar quite a bit. But I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just maybe I just have sticker shock right now. I, I'm the I'm the same. He just it feels like he's just being artificially pushed up because. Yeah, him him and Fields feel pretty close, and Fields is falling now to like mm. I'll see him fall like to the start of the fourth a lot. So, right. What's the what's the? I mean, obviously Lamar, better passer, better player, but Fields on the ground is just different beast altogether. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think his, his rushing is going to regress a little bit, but I think he's going to offset some of that with passing. And I like Lamar this year, and I and we've talked about on Spike Week doing the Lamar double with like Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers a little bit. But I'm a little like, as much as I still wanted to do that, the, the price for Lamar is going to make that a little bit more difficult. I've heard people talk about this is the best the best pass catching group that Lamar's ever had. And I'd say it's the best potential group he's ever had. We don't know that this pass catching group is going to be good. We know what Mark Andrews is. Odell, I think you put out a short about Odell like we don't he might just be a corpse out there. Who knows if he you know Nelson Aguilar, we don't know what the hell he's going to be on this team. Zay Flowers has potential but we're not sure it's going to translate to the nfl rashad bateman can't stay on the field there is a lot of question marks with this passing game and i think it's worthy of taking shots on and double stacking but understanding the risk you're taking i don't think it's a slam dunk that the baltimore ravens actually are any good we see joe burrow go at the beginning of the fourth to the guy that has debo jonathan taylor and Bijan robinson so he's just out here having a good time yeah, the the Bengals are cutting Mixon. They're training for Bijan, and he's going to play the slot for them. So it all, it all works out if you That's think about it. it. 
uh brent's saying brent is actually at the one spot he said 80 percent full how to get a share of lamar and andrews yeah not knocking not knocking yeah. getting it it's fine getting it just to me it's more about like and to be fair if you want that that he did it the way he had to do it it wasn't gonna he couldn't push that another you know turn how we just saw burrow go on an unstacked team right so yeah, I don't I don't disagree with doing it. It's just particularly for me, the Lamar the Lamar push up is getting quite expensive. All right, we are gonna be coming back on the clock here. We will not be getting any of Joe Burrow like we were hoping for, but that is fine for me because we still get the majority of the Cincinnati passing game. Anyone standing out to you here? We're looking at guys like Kenneth Walker, Jerry Judy, TJ Hawkinson, Terry McLaurin. I can't I can't quit Judy. I love Judy. Um other than that, the rest of these guys I'm I'm a little ambivalent about. All right. So let's we'll take Jerry Judy. It's not someone that I dislike. We can see that I have 10% of them, and I do put him with T Higgins quite a bit, apparently. Although I think that's because I probably only have two T Higgins teams, right? So like that's how you can kind of tell Christian Kirk's at 50%. So I'm guessing I have two T Higgins teams other than this one um, because I haven't been drafting T quite a lot. And it's not, nothing against T Higgins. It's more to do with some of the guys that are around him that I like. So, yeah. And he just in a, he's in a weird spot where it's like, I'm not, taking it only at like the two three turn is when i ever take him when all the other mm -hmm. receivers are gone i'm never reaching for him all right we got about 15 seconds before we're on the clock is anyone else here sort of standing out to you i i hate this this part of the draft uh right here whenever the draft gets to this part mm -hmm. you know i'd probably just grab another receiver Kirk or Pittman, unless you got someone you're in love with. No, let's grab Kirk. I don't think we're going to end up getting Trevor Lawrence. I think the draft has already gone a little bit weird in that aspect, but we'll grab Christian Kirk. Perhaps Lawrence, some miraculous fall for us, but I'm doubting it. I think this is going to end up being a three-quarterback build for us on this particular team. Not my favorite strategy. I know a lot of people are going with the three QB late builds, um, the only other thing we could have done is JSN, right? I know you were talking about him, but going JSN to set up the Geno stack would have been something else I would have considered with this particular team. Yeah, that probably that could have gone for sure, especially since our receivers are strong enough. If he does have a slow start, it's kind of set up perfectly. Right, and I think there's ways to build around slow starts for rookie wide receivers if that's what you think is going to happen. But I kind of think JSN is going to be fine this year, personally. Not I going think, overweight, but I'm going to be grabbing a decent amount of him. Yeah, I think I think he's pretty – I mean, he could easily just – if they just decide, yeah, we're playing 11 personnel now, Gino's airing it out, mm -hmm. I'd be happy with it. It all. It could also be – me hedging my fandom, uh, but you know. Yeah. Just got a happy Mother's Day text, so that's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do it all. Maybe maybe it's uh, 
I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with that. I'm yeah. I'm so confused by it to be completely dog honest. mom, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's that's where it's got to be. A guy in this range that I have started liking quite a bit is George Pickens, and for multiple reasons, I think he is a potential standout amongst this group, amongst this Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, George, you know, George Pickens. I think could dominate this range sort of after the Chris Godwin. And he also helps set up not only the three quarterback builds, but the, the two quarterback builds where if you grab an elite quarterback, getting Kenny Pickett late is kind of nice uh, to go with a pick and stack. So something I've been doing a little bit of, he's been one of my back end QBs for multiple reasons. Yeah, I've been uh, – I love Pickens, but I'm always taking Addison in that range, so I just – I never I never tend to get him. A couple times I'll get the – if I've got some Seahawks, I've done the Pickens-Giante stack. I think both of them are just a little underpriced too because Allen Robinson's not doing anything there. Right. P- Pickett could take a little step forward and then just a, two good receivers. We've seen them. I mean, Pickens was making all those great catches. Maybe it's because he wasn't open, or maybe it's just he's decent at the game. Who yeah. Knows? I've been kind of fading Deontay Johnson on underdog, to be honest, but he he is one of the quintessential like DraftKings guys for me. Oh, yeah. Where like I have no reservations about taking him there. I mean, if he's gonna catch twelve passes a game. It's beautiful, right? Ten passes and nine. Like he he just hits those numbers. Just the touchdown thing is a bit worrisome. Obviously, he shouldn't go the whole season without scoring this year. But GA is saying he came into the stream at a weird time, robbed the mom <laughs> and and a pickings out. Like I just like him in this range. Like it's it's pure as like this range is a tough range. Uh, JSN, there's this is like the absolute question mark range, right? Yeah, because Pickens, I'm can be honest, Pittman's a question mark, Pickens is a question mark, JSN's a question mark, Lockett, Ayuk, Deontay. I mean, Hollywood, this entire range is just dart throwing question marks. And at least I think Pickens is going to get the work, at least he's going to get the opportunity. We uh, kind of hit the nuts right here. Um, we might have hit the nuts right here. We'll see what Freshburger does before uh, before we get too excited. So for me, I'd be grabbing Kadarius Tony here to go for our correlation and just hope that Wounded Geese doesn't double. Just, just doesn't double tap QB based on having Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. All right, so if, let's if grab Pitts fell, If Pitts had fell one more, I would have made the argument for Pitts over Tony and then Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I think that's kind of the way to do it. We'll see what Wounded Geese does. Because even if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, I'm kind of okay with it. We we have plenty of options here. We could be doing a Dallas Goddard play. Uh, there is some other running backs over here that I wouldn't be upset with getting. We do see Cam Akers go. He would have been one of the guys that I would have been fine with falling. Let's see where he goes here. It's 
kind of tough to take Lawrence here if you don't have one of the guys too, right? Because then you're just looking at Zay Jones, Zay Jones, Ingram, and... Ingram, who has not signed his contract yet. Oh, all right. So we see Traylon know. Burks go. So I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of the easy play here. Hundred percent. All right. So what's your what's your take on the Chiefs' backfield this season? I am generally staying away from it. To be perfectly honest, there it doesn't mean that I won't be grabbing some Pacheco here and there. But as the season goes on, or as like the off season goes on, and we're drafting, you'll probably see me be a little bit underweight on him. Jarek McKinnon, when he falls enough, I'll be grabbing. So I was grabbing McKinnon in the 18th in like the yeah. big board stuff. That was some of the stuff I was doing there. But in general, I still think it's gonna be sort of a weird running back room. I think Pacheco is going to get a decent amount of the goal line work. So that's a place you can go. He just feels there's just guys around him that I would rather have for at the position itself. Right. Cause he's going, let's look, I think he's right in this range. Like, yeah. So he's actually the top of the board right now in the mid seventh. And if I needed a running back right now, if we were like coming on board, I'm still scrolling down and grabbing Alexander Madison over him. I mean, other than that, I am taking Pacheco over James Conner. You know, David Montgomery's not even a bad pick. So yeah. I, I think like I'll have Pacheco, but it won't be more than the eight percent. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think they might add somebody still. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time they had a workhorse? It was Kareem Hunt's like rookie year. Yeah, basically it was the Kareem Hunt thing. It's just not the way they go for that team, which is fine. Like we we know what that team is. That team is we want to throw for 300 yards a game or more and kind of win that way as opposed to establishing a workout horse running back and do it by a committee, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Jarek McKinnon. And there's like spurts too, because we saw McKinnon just go absolutely nuclear for like a stretch. And then all of a sudden he wasn't on the field anymore. It was, then it was the Pacheco show, right? So it's a team that adapts to different strategies. Hell, their quarterback adapts to different strategies. Mahomes doesn't run during the regular season. And then he's scooting all over the place during the playoffs, right? So they're, they're really good at adapting at what they want to do on a game to game basis but the running game is never about establishing one person. So even if they bring in Leonard Fournette, say, I don't think he's going to get like a majority of the workhorse stuff, but I'd like to grab him in the 16th round if he stays there. Yeah, I've, I've loved him at the end. of. He's like the last guy before it's just third string rookies. Yeah, Felix says he's been grabbing a lot of Rashad White around there, which I don't hate either, but that offense is... It's a little scary set up to be brutal and it feels like it should be better because the skilled players it feels like we should be more on them because they have god when they have evans i think rashad white's okay i think kate otten is like a great complimentary tight end as like just being in that spot i don't think he's anything overly special but i think he's fine enough it's just we're dealing with baker mayfield yeah and most likely. I mean, and if we're not dealing with Baker Mayfield, what the hell are we dealing with? Uh, 
Brent's asking me how many puppies I got in. I think I'm at like 25 or so puppies. I've been sort of focusing a little bit more on DraftKings than I have in previous years. And I'm going to be looking at drafters a bit more. I just think that the industry as a whole is a little bit better this year in terms of where you can play your money. So my underdog exposure may lessen, even though the buy-ins might be about the same because I might do some of my more higher stake stuff on underdog, depending on what we see. But I'm not killing myself to get in tournaments if I think that I can go across the industry and do it in different ones, trying to be smarter with my money for me. And that, that could be different for different people. Yeah, I've been I've been making and I know we were talking about it earlier with Deontay, but there are like some guys where I'm definitely like I want my exposure over on DraftKings. They might be a yep. little bit cheaper and more just high reception guys, and I'll I'll skip them on underdog, go over to DraftKings, pick them up, you know. Yeah, and I I've been doing that with Jameer Gibbs as well, right? So Jameer oh, Gibbs is yeah. on DraftKings, and I don't I haven't even considered him in a while on on underdog to be completely honest, so. It just it goes by what your what your build you're looking for. So we're going to be on the clock here shortly. And as you can see, Evan Ingram lights up in purple because now we've drafted Trevor Lawrence, and all my players that are stacked with a quarterback will show up on purple. And green is a correlation with somebody on the team for a stack. Who is jumping out to you here? Anybody? Uh, I, I'd grab Sutton. Just, we already have Judy. We can grab Sutton, look for Russ later. And this is the end of the – he's like the last guy, depending on how you yep. feel about Jameson, of the receivers. Yeah, and, I still think there's potential that one of those two receivers get moved. Maybe not, maybe not likely, but I think there's potential. Yeah, and, and I figured with Geese taking Andrews, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Doesn't double tap. Yep. And I, I, I'm actually, again, it's only because I have 20 teams. I have 10% Ingram right now. I'm guaranteeing that's with Trevor Lawrence teams would be my guess. So let's grab Ingram, right? Let's get our 100%. double stack here. Get this our is the, up. yeah, like Ingram and Joku, uh, Frymuth, that's the range of tight ends I've just been loving. I'll grab like one of those guys and then like 17th, 18th round, maybe grab two more, mm -hmm. maybe grab just one more if I get them in the middle rounds. Yeah. I think those guys are, I mean, it's every year, right? It's the mid round tight ends and it's, yo, they're going to be so good. I can't wait. And then it's like, oh, seven points per game. That's solid. Yeah. Um, Target says Tampa Bay potential value this year could end up being like Seattle last year. Wonder if we're depressing Tampa prices too much. And that's kind of sort of the point that I was making with them. I don't know that it's 100% going to be that particular situation. I think Gino's probably a guy that we undervalued. But to be completely fair, we didn't even know Gino was going to be the starter until relatively close to the season start last year. People were taking Drew Locke the whole offseason. You know, so it could be one of those situations. Maybe maybe they just work with Baker better. Maybe Baker just was never in the right system. So I think there is potential on that Tampa Bay offense. So I have been grabbing Godwin. 
I probably need to up my Mike Evans exposure a little bit, my Rashad White. I'm not going to go out of my way to stack them, but I will have some Tampa stacks here and there. They're not going to be a team I completely fade. Yeah, the one thing that I – if one of those receivers gets traded, I feel like you could see both of them and Otten all move up in the draft a decent amount, depending on the landing spot. But Yeah, and if one does, it would be going to a contender just based exactly. on age and cost and everything like that. And it could be a midseason trade even. But I think that – which doesn't do anything for us right if it's a if it's an in-season trade um i think if it happens before the season though i actually think it will hurt the other guy because if mike evans is out there and he's the only guy i don't know like maybe he'll get the targets but he's just the offense is just going to be that much worse scoring opportunities are going to be down i just think it would hurt the overall offense so if I'm stacking, clearly I don't want one to get traded. Yeah, uh, you probably – I feel like just with people going off projections so heavily, it would almost like force them up or yeah. at least they stagnant. I know. So projections are very important. You should be looking at projections. But, I mean, not to hand in the dirt this too much, but <laughs> – but we've seen this with teams, right? Like, yeah, this guy might project to get however many catches. But if we know the offense can't even get into the red zone to get scoring opportunities, it doesn't matter, right? That's going to be the problem with Tennessee this year. You might like Traylon Burks a lot, you know, but the scoring opportunities are just as of right now are just not going to be there. So to me, it's an easy fade. And if you like Derrick Henry, it's going to be him popping you know, 60 yard runs to get into the end zone. It's not going to be a ton of first and goal opportunities like he's used to when the offense was humming at an efficient rate. So efficient, in fact, that we were like, this is unsustainable. And then they sustained it. So it's some of the stuff you got to, I think, take into account. I think you got to kind of learn to blend everything. Crushing my heart. God, I love the Titans players. It's <laughs> disgusting. Burks, <laughs> Burks and Chig. Whew. Um, that sounds terrible, to be <laughs> honest. All right, we are going to be coming back on the clock here momentarily. There are a couple guys that stand out to me that we could be grabbing here. There's one obvious one. We do see P. Ryan go. He was a guy that I had in mind, but not yeah. the one I was completely talking about. So I think Damian Harris is the first guy to tap here. Yeah. And I don't even think it's close, to be perfectly honest, unless you see something. No, he's top of the board. Yeah. And that gives us our second running back. I would assume that we weren't going to get him coming back to us, where Wounded Geese only has one running back as well. So I think that's the easy tap there. And then I think we have decisions to make. For this next pick yeah i'm looking i'm between two guys that i'd be going for there's two to three here that i that i would be thinking about so see elijah mitchell and mitchell go this leaves us as stands 
we could complete a big Trevor Lawrence stack and grab Zay Jones. We could also get our second QB, grab Russell Wilson, complete that stack, and just be done with it because he's pretty high up the board. I'm not sure he's actually going to fall back to us. Do we have any other – Who? what are our backdoor options for QB? Do we have any other guys? Um, so as of now, we don't have another guy, but there's stuff we could set up later. I think I'd, we be, grab I'd be fine with Russ, yeah. Let's grab Russ. I mean, there is a chance that we could have taken Zay and letting him fall. But I think we have we have outs to do some other stuff at wide receiver. Let's we're done with quarterback with Lawrence and Russ. Uh, I don't think we need a third on this team. And it allows us to still do three tight ends, probably. We have so our build right now is a two two six one. I just want to go over the team real quick. We have Trevor Lawrence and Russell Wilson at QB. Nick Chubb, Damian Harris at running back. Wide receivers are Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, Cortland Sutton, Evan Ingram at tight end. So we have the double stack of the Cincinnati. So we have the Cincinnati stack without the quarterback. We have the Denver stack with the quarterback. We have the Jacksonville stack with the quarterback. We have the Kadarius Tony run back. And then we have Nick Chubb as our pounding back. That should be in our lineup most weeks. And Damian Harris, who I really like this year as well. So I think the team is setting up really well to be completely I, I love the team. I think it's looking great. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun one. Um, some stuff that we need to expand upon. Like, obviously, we need more RBs, and I think there's plenty to get in this 12th, 13th round. I've been finding some guys that I really like in that range. Uh, from the 12th to the 15th so much so that I might be I might be getting overexposed to some of them I saw my Jalen Warren exposure oh. yesterday and it was pretty pretty high is what I will say I'm I'm up there for sure he's one of those guys where I'm six receivers deep and I'm like yeah yeah I'm <laughs> in here yeah I mean Naji, like He's kind of shooting up the boards, it feels like too, though. But I'm still, I'm still pretty fine with it. Yeah. All right. We see a big tight end run happen here at the end of the eleventh with uh, Chig, Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Schultz, and Cole Komet all going. <laughs> Did some Chase Brown news break like earlier today? What's one thirty? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> seems a bit high. Always, always get scared when I see something like that. Like, did I miss a Schefter notification? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I guess that would be relative to Mixon, right? Yeah, if Mixon got cut or something, but might just oh, you know, that's the guy who just took uncorrelated Burrow, maybe. Oh yeah, it is. It is the guy that took uncorrelated Burrow. That is fair. That makes sense. Let's see who else he grabs. Oh, that's quite a squad. Irv Smith at pick eighty-one. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, if that's the guy we're losing Joe Burrow to, then it is what it is. Yeah. Extra correlation. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett, 34 picks before ADP. What you going to do? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do what you want to do, man. Get your guys, I guess. Getting unique. I mean, he does have Pickens and Deontay. It's just still feels extra high to be grabbing pick it at that point but to each their own i mean do what you want to do if you want to get those guys then by all means that's part of the game all right we're getting close to being back on the clock starting to see a lot of our colors sort of um fill out you know this jacksonville getting carolina and we 17 isn't my favorite, to be completely honest. No. I like it for ETN more than anyone. Yeah, he might just go off, but it's pretty gross. Also been crabbing quite a bit of Tank Bigsby on teams, just in case we get some some unexpected usurpership in the backfield there. Yeah, I mean – and yeah, I've been got basically other than Zay Jones, you know, every Jaguars guy's interesting to me. Hmm. All right. Anyone jumping out to you here? I've been grabbing a lot of Kendra. Just I don't mm-hmm. think Jamal Williams is much. He's just a guy. And after that, I don't know how to feel about Roshan. I don't know. All these receivers are pretty similar to me. We'd still use a couple receivers. Um, I think we're good with – we could do two more receivers. I would kind of want to double-tap RB here, personally. Okay. Generally. I mean, if there's something else that stood out, then – be honest. Like, we don't even need to look at QB. Yeah, so there, just... there is dosage, but I don't know how many guys I want with Russ. We yeah, are, I think we're, we're already making a bet, but I don't mm. know. That feels like a lot of draft capital. I'd be fine with Roshan. Yeah, I could do Roshan. Or we Warren. Do, or we could do Jalen Warren as well. I'd be fine with that, too. So that's kind of what the two that I would be leaning towards here personally yeah see what when geese does he does roshan so i'm fine with doing warren yeah oh they got cincinnati in week 16 too perfect uh yes and we might as well just up this 50 percent ownership (laughs) man allergies this week have been murking me yeah they're kicking my ass too I have to go to a convention next week in Pennsylvania. So shout out to anybody that's in Pennsylvania and it's going to be outside. I'm going to be outside all day Saturday and probably Friday. And I'm like, man, I hope that these allergies are done by then because otherwise my eyes are probably going to fall out of my head. Yeah. (laughs) Whew. Wishing you luck. That's, That's not a good look. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh the conventions are quite a bit of fun though. So looking forward to it. But I think 
I will be back here next Sunday. So even if I'm not, somebody will be hosting this Sunday morning show. So if you're into these Sunday morning drafts, first of all, hit the like button. Help us out there. That would be fun. And second of all, we will have a Sunday morning live draft as well. Yeah, Felix, allergies are the worst. And it's funny because I'm one of those people that never had allergies like yeah. until my late 20s. So like when it hit me, I'm like, what is this? People live like this? This is the worst. So uh, not a big fan of them. Yeah, it was same for me, like early 20s. Yeah, like just right 20. I was just like, why am I just sick for all of April? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm just the world's yeah. about to get me. And it's not just like seasonal allergies that hit me. It's I, I got like I'm like allergic to fruit all of a sudden, <laughs> which is something that just wasn't a thing before. So that's fun. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's so weird, like how your body changes. And as you get old, your body just constantly reminds you that you're getting old. So, Whew. but here we are drafting football teams on Mother's Day, getting <laughs> getting happy Mother's Day sex. Of course. Yes. Um, so let's look at our team. It is a two four six one build right now, which we've established that we are pretty much done at QB. Something drastic would have to happen in terms of somebody falling in order for us to even consider another one i would say and i think we do need to add to this running back room sort of i probably would be theoretically looking to add two more maybe one more wide out and two tight ends would be my general approach but i think there are avenues to switch that up a bit depending on what we see fall to us coming up. so Yeah, I'm on the same wavelengths. I've been just doing three tight end builds pretty consistently. It's a little harder to do on underdog, but even when I'm grabbing a guy, like if I do a Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard pick on DK because of the 20 rounds, I'm still typically getting three tight ends over there. Yeah, it, I mean, you're getting almost guaranteed points at tight end compared to Dwayne McBride, you know, whoever you're grabbing as your RB6 down there. Right, right. Yeah, and you just like kind of, to your point, weave them in and out of the lineup throughout the year. It's a little harder to do on underdog sometimes if you're taking a Goddard. Like to me, I say Goddard because he's kind of, the last guy in that range for me mm-hmm. where like you can still conceivably do a two tight end build with Goddard. But after him, generally, I think you have to go three tight end. The exception, I guess would be if you're like double tapping Fryermuth and Joku and think that you're kind of okay there. And even then I'd be a little squeamish with it, but I think it's a possibility. So, I mean, there's, many different ways to make this omelet, but a lot of my omelets are going to have three tight ends instead of two. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm with that because I've been, those top Mark Andrews and Kelsey, I've just been avoiding like the plague for the most part. Yeah. 
I just wide receiver dries up so quick, and it's either like, what would I rather have, in reality? Right. I think my tight end blind spot lately has been Kittle, and I think I need to adjust that a bit and start taking a bit more of him. It's something I've been trying to be cognizant of, and having these percentages really helps you understand that. Like if there's a guy that you like a lot or dislike a lot, being able to get him. But we are back on the clock here. Uh, We got Mostert falling. I've just been taking shots at all three of the Miami backs just because uh-huh. uh, they're probably going to get injured and banged up. And could go Bigsby as our last running back to throw on the Jacksonville stack as well. Let's do that. Let's get just super exposed to Jacksonville. Love it. And then I think there's a couple ways that I would be comfortable going with this uh, with this final, well, not this final pick, but this yeah. <laughs> this this final turn pick that we that we have right now. Our turn pick. I think I think there's two good ways to go here. Particularly, actually, I like I actually like three picks here. So we're going to be able to get one of them. So Singletary was one of them. I do like Singletary a lot. Uh, Yeah, I just keep – he's just this range right here. I take all these guys so often. Yeah. What I think wouldn't be a terrible play is going Gerald Everett here. You like Everett over Laporta? I like Everett over Laporta on this particular team for correlation purposes. Oh, okay. So oh, I mean, I've cool. You're on that. Yeah. So Everett, I mean, and that's the great part of this tool, right? I know that he plays Denver week 17 where I have a game stack with Russ Wilson because it's in purple. And I also know that I have a Buffalo player for week 16. So just correlate it correlates our team quite a bit better with Everett and I guess like I have a razor thin edge edge of liking Laporta over Everett, but I think they're close enough that they are guys that I will use correlation breaks for. Yeah. I just, my eyes scanned right over this. Yeah. Correlations, I mean, that, but that was a nice pick. That It just helps. I mean, like that's why I like the tool just for stuff like that. It just, because if I was just blindly firing on my phone and I haven't memorized the schedule yet or something, I might have grabbed Laporta because, like I said, he might edge out just slightly for me over Everett. But if I have the guy that's playing Damian Harris to have that mini game stack week 16, but more importantly, now I have Russell Wilson double stack with the Gerald Everett bring back. Right. We, we were worried about Russell Wilson being too exposed to him by getting a tight end. Well, now our tight end in that game is on the other side of the field. So, Yeah, I feel like that's definitely one of my weaknesses in these drafts is where you know you get into that rhythm in certain pockets, and you're just yeah. like, I like this guy, I like this guy, take him, take him. Yeah, I think that that's what makes the tool so helpful. It's like players light up when you should be drafting them. Yeah, so Brian is asking how much it costs. He's saying, guessing it comes with the Spike Week subscription. And you are correct. That is part of the Spike Week subscription. So if you go to spikeweek.com, you can look at, there are multiple options. There's monthly options. There's yearly options. 
So, and we're running deals with Legendary Upside. So, if you go to Legendary Upside, you can you can find a crossover deal to get both things and get percentages off as well. So, take a look because you know even if I didn't work at Spike Week, I draft enough that this is something that I need. If you're only drafting ten teams for the year, maybe you don't need it. You're drafting a hundred teams. I think it's vital, right? So. And if you're drafting and watching draft streams on May 14th, you're probably drafting more than 10 teams during the year, is what I would say. That would be my guess. Yeah, something like that. Well, and the price points have gotten better too, right? Like, even if you wanted to fire just $23 drafts, they have the 20 max on DraftKings, and this tool still works on all that. So, um, and that's 60 bucks, right? So, like, I actually, I've been firing the $10 on DraftKings a little bit. I need to start investing a bit more in that three max because it's going to fill and then they'll release another one. But the 20 max is, is a fun tournament. Yeah, that uh, the $10 one. I, th- I made it to the finals in that one last year. So that was... Oh, nice. Yeah, Sky Moore came in the flex. Great. Finished, <laughs> finished at 120 or something. It was... A little sad seeing them there. There is some stuff going on in those DK drafts that are still like baffling. Um, Derek Henry in the second, still over there. Kind of I, I saw I had one draft that was, I think it started like McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, just first three picks. Oh, really? I was like, oh, all right. Were you yeah. the fourth pick? Were you able to get? I know, I wish. <laughs> I was like, I was 110. I think I got Hill Cup, one of those guys, but. I'll take it. I remember. Sorry, what was that? I think I remember last year I was in like the 11th spot twice and Jamar Chase fell to the ninth. And I was like, why? Why am I not there to get those special Jamar Chase teams? It's it's always something. It's always something on DraftKings. You don't even have to try to be unique. It just you just sit there and it comes to you. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, it's a it's a great tool to grab. Um, you can customize it. So mine will probably look a little different than yours. I customize my colors a specific way. You can customize them however you want. I like to do purple with quarterbacks, green with just team stacks. But, hell, you can do whatever colors you want, whatever makes it easier for your brain to see things. Um, I'll look at it again real quick. I like my low percentages to be this, like, light blue because it's cold. If I have over 20%, 20% or more of a guy, I like it to be red because it's, you know, hot. And the purple, as you can see, with Chuba Hubbard, he plays my Trevor Lawrence stack week 17. Tyquan Thornton plays my Denver stack that has a QB week 16, but we have Buffalo correlation for week 17 that lights up in green. So it just it is very helpful um, when you're drafting on your desktop to have this tool. So I highly suggest it, obviously. Chuba's a guy I've been grabbing quite a decent amount of yeah. as well. And I actually think probably setting us up for failure. I think I would like to go Chuba on this first pick of ours if possible if he falls 
Michael Mayer has been a really interesting tight end in these drafts. I've had him fall to the 18th round sometimes. Yeah, he just keeps falling, and I'm not really worried about O.J. Howard or – do they have the corpse of Austin Hooper over there? (laughs) They they might. (laughs) They got got some bodies, and that's about it. Yeah, but I I actually like – like so as out as I am on the Raiders this year, which is heavily, and we can talk about this in a second because we're going to be back on the clock. Anyone jumping out to you here? I just want to look at the wideouts real quick. Oh, this is something. I I don't have any strong Patrick. We could just throw on for extra correlation, or we could go. Let's grab Trey McBride. I'm fine with that, yeah. Let's get a third tight end, and we'll just hail Mary a wide receiver for our last pick. Is the way I think we have to play this. Yeah, none of these wide receivers are standing out, so like I'd rather get a tight end I really like, and then just hail Mary that last wide out pick. That's totally fine with me. Just grab a rookie and call it a day. Yeah. Um. So my my Michael Mayer point for the Raiders. Don't like the Raiders this year at all. I think they are going to be relatively terrible. However, we know who their starting quarterback is. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. We know he doesn't like to throw deep balls. We know he likes to get it out. And we know he likes to hit his tight end throughout his entire career. So um, I think I – oh, my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. I think I like Michael Mayer a decent amount for when he's falling especially when he's falling like 17th, 18th round as a third tight end, second of a third tight end set, just based on volume he might receive. I don't expect much from that Raiders offense, but if he actually becomes a target of Jimmy G, I think there's some value there. Not not anticipating a massive breakout season. I just think he's a guy that can get some opportunity. And the Raiders look like for the 10th year in a row, they're going to have a terrible defense and they're right. just going to be throw in and yeah. might as well, might as well yeah. go for it. Yeah, I agree. So that is, uh, that's my take on Michael Mayer. He's like, I can tell you already, he's probably going to be my most over-owned Raider. And even then by the end of the year, it's still only going to probably be, Maybe 12%. Maybe I have 12% Michael Mayer because I'm getting him 17th, 18th round. Maybe a little more on DK if he falls even more. To Felix's point, Trey McBride in the 17th is legitimately my favorite tight end in the draft right now. I've I've got like 20% McBride. I just, yeah, it's it's crazy to me that Zach Ertz is still getting drafted. I know. I don't, I, I don't understand. I think the other crazy tight end is why is Dalton Kincaid so, so high? Yeah. It's like pick 111, 116, somewhere around there. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I think I've drafted him once and it was an auto draft. Well, that's actually made me like Dawson Knox more because yeah. to, to me, 
we were always drafting Dawson Knox too high over the last year or two, right? Like he was just going too high. So now he's starting to fall. And if Dalton Kincaid is just playing the slot, I don't think that means that Dawson Knox is going to have a role change. Like he's going to have the same role for the most part, which is who Dawson Knox is. So he becomes a decent a decent option on what we think is going to be, you know, a top 10 offense in the league with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I mean, they seem like, I don't know that I just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for him to just be five rounds lower than the rookie when rookie tight ends have historically just taken a while to get going. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all, it's all speak of, they think he's just going to play the slot, but it is literally why everyone's taking him. He is Kyle Pitts. They think he is a tight end that lines up as a wide receiver. And that's going to be his only role. If Kincaid outperforms Kyle Pitts this year, I might need to stop doing basketball drafts. (laughs) I think think that might be a sign. I mean, it could happen. We see Jared Stidham go to the guy that took Burrow. (laughs) Nice. He has the Alberto Stidham stack. He's got Marvin Mims too. Oh my bad, my bad. He's got, he's got the double. I mean, it's it's this is um this team is not a team I would draft, but he did correlate it. Like it <laughs> it, it theoretically makes sense. Looks like he just typed in Denver and just started all the players and walked out. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll get some. I'll get one more stack and uh, call it a day. All right, so we are coming up on our last pick. I do think it needs to be a wide receiver. Yeah, 100%. What do we got here? I'd I'd be saying Tillman. Yeah, that was the guy that jumped out to me on uh, on this board. I don't really see many others I'd be looking to grab. Maybe, maybe Quez Watkins just for pure, like, based on what he is, right? We know what Quez Watkins is. He gets you two games a year, maybe three games a year. But those two or three games, he's going to get you 12 to 17 points. But I think Tillman is the upside guy here. I'm all for it. All right, let's grab Tillman. And that's going to do it for this team. I will let Wounded Gase take his last pick. We will read off the team. And then I have a couple of reviews to read before we get out of here. And some teams that are supposed to be roasted. Although I I looked at the teams, one of them is going to be particularly hard for me to roast. I just kind of really like the team. (laughs) But we'll see what we can do. They just sent in their best draft. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just gotta, just gotta send in the best one. All right, what are we doing here? All right. Well, if it's not going to kick out, let's start reading it. So our team okay. is Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson at QB. We have Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, Kendra Miller, Jalen Warren, Tank Bigsby, Chuba Hubbard at running back. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, Cortland Sutton, Cedric Tillman at wide receiver, 
Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, and Trey McBride at tight end. Actually, really like this team a lot. We got some good correlation here. We just got a solid roster of players. If I had any critiques of it, perhaps we're a little light on wide receiver somewhere, but I don't really know where we would have changed anything particularly. Yeah, we would have had to swap around like one of our running backs with another wide receiver pick, but right at the end of the day, you know, we started with what six wide receivers in the first eight picks. Yeah, know, it's just gonna yeah. happen like that. Exactly. Um, Brent is asking, is underdog not adding bye weeks in? So they release a statement that they are probably doing that at the beginning of next week, from what I well, actually, I guess like to, you might see that tomorrow or Tuesday would be my guess. I don't want to speak for them, but I do know that they said that there's something they're doing at the beginning of this coming week. Uh, but don't hold me to that. That is just being reported off of what I've seen. So real quick, I am going to pull up these drafts that I was tagged in. Let me find them. Um until then, Trev, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been working on over at Spike Week? Yeah, I've just been putting together some of the shorts that you see. So, you know, I think the most recent one was the Cooper Cup one. I did a Week 17 one about the Bengals-Chiefs game. And, you know, I'm still, as much as Rob will hate me for it, you know, I might put one together about Traylon Burks or Chig. Uh Cause God, I'm just I'm all about the Titans, man. Not even just about the it's just those two players. They have no one else, and I I think those guys are actually decent at football, unlike the rest of their team. So, all right, our first review is <laughs> I just I'm not even going to comment on it right now. <laughs> our first review is from Snake Wells, and he titled it "Spike Week Has It All" between the free Discord which has great minds culminating roster breakdown, stack exposures, and draft overlays. Spike Week is a must for any serious best ball drafter. Tools and conversations are one of a kind. And then he sent me in a roster from DraftKings, which is Trevor Lawrence, Nick Chubb. Sounds like the team we just drafted all already, right? Love he it. has Tony Pollard, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, Dallas Goddard. Team is a wagon at the moment. Jahan Dotson, Kirk Cousins, Zay Jones. And then it goes to Damian Harris, Cole Komet, Deontay Foreman, Irv Smith, uh, Chase Brown, Tyquan Thornton, Sam Howell, Quez Watkins, as we were just discussing, Quez Watkins, Scott, and Tutu Atwell as the closeout for that team. And I think this is an overall relatively good roster we get the double stack with trevor lawrence we have nick chubb and tony pollard as as our running backs and you still have justin jefferson you know tony as as a wide receiver three goddard your tight end and these are just some of the teams you can build over on DraftKings, right yeah so i mean you're taking shots and this is a team where you can take some shots because of how stacked you are at the front end so i particularly the only thing I personally wouldn't do is double tap Chicago bears or have a third <laughs> Chicago bear on this team. Maybe a little overexposed to them on here, 
Um, I wish I could tear this team apart a little bit more, but I cannot, unfortunately. And we also have a review from Bullock that I am pulling up real quick. His review, his five-star review is Spike Week Pod is for the sickos, the one who understand micro edges stacked on top of another is the best and maybe only way we know to be plus EV in this unsolved game we know as best ball, which is true. But I think we are also for the new players as well, where we we do some specific streams and strategy talk for people that are just getting into best ball. So his team that he wanted roasted is Lamar Jackson, also a DK team, by the way. Lamar Jackson, Jameer Gibbs. J.K. Dobbins, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman, Zach Charbonnet, uh, Khalil Herbert, Jalen Hyatt, Stafford, Jefferson, Jeff Wilson Jr., Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton is a overlapping player in a lot of these. Leonard Fournette, Hunter Henry, and Zach Evans. Now, I do like this team. And I like it for multiple reasons. But the main one is this is a first place team in your pod or this is a last place team in your pod. It feels like there is a lot of uncertainty. We have the two San Francisco pass catchers with Ayuk and Kittle. We don't have the quarterback, which I don't think is a, is a bad thing, but we just don't know. I don't know what to expect from the San Francisco offense this year in terms of the passing game. Um, Dotson, I like a lot, but CD Lamb, the capital we have to spend on CD Lamb, I know you got him in the second round. It still scares the hell out of me, to be completely honest. Not that I won't be drafting him. Charbonnet could be a steal, but he could also just relatively get no work this year. You're stacking Dobbins with Lamar Jackson. We've talked about the question marks for Rashad Bateman. Um, if all of these things hit, you know, and you even got guys like Jalen Hyatt on this team. You did the late Matt Stafford, Van Jefferson, which I'm starting to come around on a little bit more. Uh, but even Khalil Herbert's a big question mark, which is one of the things we had to talk about on the team we just built. So this team could be an absolute wagon or it's going to be a 12th place team. <laughs> it's the way I look at it. Yeah. It's this. Uh, I love all the, there's so much correlation. I mean, he's got yeah. multiple teams with like three players and, even the Zach Evans at the end. Yeah. It, it's, it's a well-constructed team is what I will say. hundred percent. And I think it's a team that come first round of the playoffs that you might stare at and be like, shit, I don't want to be up against this team. So, or you're like staring at it week eight, like, oh, <laughs> look at this dumb team. This guy drafted. Right. So that is, uh, that is that I have one more five-star review to read they did not submit a team but let's go ahead and read that because i said i would read all five-star reviews and this one is from btc spike week is unmatched in the industry spike week does a great job in covering all of best ball they talk strategy and draft on all the major platforms so thank you for that five-star review and if you want your five-star review read just make sure you submit it and i will read it on sunday mornings after we do a draft myself sometimes it'll be trev sometimes it'll be some others and uh anything else you want to say before we get out of here no i'm all good it was great to be on Love it for oh. the sickos. 
Uh, yeah, gotta gotta do the sicko drafts, right? All right, Trev, thanks for joining us, and we will catch you all week because that's all we do here is uh, stream and talk about best ball. Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? If you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.